0: Now, first and foremost, in a situation like this, I always recommend clinicians to ask their supervisor to see the policy because it may not be the supervisor who knows that this isn't accurate. They could have been told by their boss who got told by their boss, or there is also the chance that they're just saying it's Medicare because often they know clinicians don't really understand what Medicare does or doesn't allow. And so if they say, well, Medicare requires this, it's a lot less likely that they're going to get a big pushback versus saying our facility is requiring this because you can't fight Medicare, right? So, agencies tend to use Medicare as an excuse of what they will and will not cover as a way to try and control productivity or what may happen. Hi, I'm Clarice Grody, and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So, Let's dive in. Hey everybody, it's Clarice and it's time for another social media Q&A. This question's a bit of a long one, but it's about whether or not Medicare puts a limit on the number of minutes you can provide to a patient. So this person asks, hi all, I'm an OT for almost two years now working in a sniff for a large rehab company. Recently, I've been scheduled for 20-minute treatments for my Medicare Part A patients, When I questioned the director of rehab regarding minutes, I was told that Medicare will only allow for the patient to be seen for a certain amount of minutes each day, and if they are seen by all disciplines, then we must share the minutes. Typically, PT gets 30, OT gets 20 minutes, and speech therapy gets 15. As you can imagine, it's very hard for patients to make functional gains during sessions, let alone do an ADL session in only 20 minutes. It's honestly sad, and I feel as if I'm doing a disservice to my patients with acute illness who will be discharged home. Meanwhile, I will have low-level Medicare Part B patients for 60 minutes each day. These patients deserve therapy as well, but you get my point. Just looking for some insight on if this is normal. This is a really great question and one that I unfortunately see a lot, and this is a classic example of where a rehab agency is using Medicare as an excuse for a change in policy. Now, you should always be suspicious when there's just some random big change that is somehow blamed on Medicare, especially when it's at an unusual time in the year. Now, for skilled nursing facilities and inpatient rehab facilities, typically new rules do not start until October 1st. And if you're in home health, a new rule typically doesn't take effect until January 1st. So if something happens randomly in the middle of May or June, there's probably a good chance that it wasn't Medicare that made that policy. Now, first and foremost, in a situation like this, I always recommend clinicians to ask their supervisor to see the policy because it may not be the supervisor who knows that this isn't accurate. They could have been told by their boss who got told by their boss, or there is also the chance that they're just saying it's Medicare because often they know clinicians don't really understand what Medicare does or doesn't allow. And so if they say, well, Medicare requires this, it's a lot less likely that they're going to get a big pushback versus saying our facility is requiring this because you can't fight Medicare, right? So agencies tend to use Medicare as an excuse of what they will and will not cover as a way to try and control productivity or what may happen. The sweet and simple answer to this person's question is that no, Medicare does not limit the amount of therapy minutes that can be provided to a patient in any single day. The only setting where there's like a number of therapy minutes that have to be provided is inpatient rehab, and even then it's a minimum. So you have to provide a minimum of three hours of therapy a day. But if you wanted to provide six hours of therapy a day to a patient inpatient rehab facility, that is totally allowed. Now, you might not get paid for it under Medicare, but there's no like maximum amount of therapy that Medicare allows. So that's why it's so important to ask for the policy, because one, it can help identify if there's a misunderstanding, and two, it can help identify whether or not something's a facility policy versus a Medicare policy. Facility policy, typically not law. It may be based on a law, but it's not law, versus a Medicare policy is a federal law, which is very different. And after this quick break, I'll go into a little more detail into the nuances of this question and information that you can use to help combat it. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right, Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q and A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With a MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses. And that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AmplifyOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support AmplifyOT. So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development And head over to MedBridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT, and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to MedBridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. Now obviously, I don't work for whatever company this individual works for, and I don't know the director of rehab, so I can't speak specifically to their intentions. But what I can say, obviously, again, that Medicare does not limit minutes. And what I suspect is going on here is it's a way to both make sure that patients receive therapy, right, because we're understaffed. And so they might be trying to limit the number of therapy minutes you provide in a day so you can increase the number of patients that you're able to see. The reason why your Med-B patients may be scheduled for longer is that Medicare Part B is fee-for-service. So the longer you see a patient, the more money you make. Versus Medicare Part A, that's not the case. Now, obviously, under skilled nursing facilities, there is a way to influence reimbursement through the amount of therapy provided. But it's more of an indirect cause. So basically, you know, if you provide more therapy, the patient might get better faster so they can discharge sooner and will have better quality outcomes, which therefore influences reimbursement. But that's a little clunky to say versus it's much more one to one direct under Medicare Part B, where more therapy equals more money. And there's another issue at play that the director of rehab is probably trying to balance, which under skilled nursing facilities under Medicare Part A or under the patient-driven payment model or PDPM, a patient has to receive daily skilled care. And that skilled care can come from a therapist or a nurse. So if you're understaffed and not every patient is able to receive therapy every day or most days then that patient may end up becoming ineligible for reimbursement under Medicare services, and then that skilled nursing facility is essentially just left hung out to dry in terms of reimbursement. So what they may be doing here is trying to limit the number of minutes that you see a patient for in order to try and increase the number of patients you see each day, so that way everyone is meeting their daily skilled need. But daily skilled care does not mean that a patient needs to be seen by that discipline every single day. So if a patient, let's say, has nursing, PT, and OT on the order, nursing, PT, and OT don't have to see that patient every single day in order to meet the skilled care need. What needs to happen is that they need to be seen by at least one of those disciplines every day. And I have an article as well as a podcast all about PDPM that digs into some of the more nitty gritty details of how reimbursement works in a skilled nursing facility under part A. So if you're working in a SNF, especially if you're dealing issues like this, I definitely recommend reviewing that episode and that article so you are armed with information and can combat misinformation. Another red flag in this kind of policy is that it's broken out by discipline. CMS does not like to get involved in the nitty-gritty details of a plan of care down to the minute. So Medicare is never going to put out a policy that says a patient has to receive 30 minutes of PT, only 20 minutes of OT, and 15 minutes of speech. That's just ludicrous. Medicare is all about trying to be patient-centered. And they recognize that some patients may require more PT than OT or more speech than PT or more OT than PT and speech, right? Every patient is different with different factors and different needs. And so Medicare expects that plan of cares will reflect that patient's needs. Medicare has also explicitly stated a number of times in both their proposed and final rules, That is the responsibility of the therapist to establish the plan of care. Now, I definitely empathize with this therapist and many others because going up against your boss and trying to challenge what they're saying can be really intimidating and really scary, which is why I always think it's really important to have the policy and the evidence to back you up, right? Because going into a meeting and saying, this isn't fair, or I think that's wrong isn't always the best way to start off a negotiation or a discussion, but if you can walk into that meeting asking for more information, saying, I really want to understand, can you show me the policy, can you show me where it says this, but then you also know what the information says, then you're able to back yourself up, and that's a much better starting point as to advocating for yourself, advocating for your patients, because advocacy, right, is trying to get someone on your side, and one of the best ways to do that is through an evidence-based situation. So if I were this therapist, where I would start is number one, asking for a meeting with my supervisor. You don't want to bombard them in front of the rest of the staff and ask them to see the policy and go in there from a state of curiosity and wanting to learn. Because there's also a very real situation in where there may be a Medicare Advantage or a private insurer plan that does have limitations like that. But for some reason, someone misinterpreted that to mean that it applies to all patients or applies to Medicare patients. Because remember, even though Medicare Advantage carries the Medicare name and is supposed to cover the same things as traditional Medicare, they are able to establish very different policies. And it is not uncommon for someone to not understand the full difference between Medicare Advantage and Medicare and the implications for reimbursement and for your patients. So just to recap, when this person asks if it's normal or if it's true that Medicare set a limit on the number of therapy minutes a patient can receive in a day and that they must share those minutes amongst the discipline, the answer is no. Medicare does not have any kind of limitation on therapy minutes per day, and they expect that the patient receive individual and patient-centered care that's appropriate for their needs. If you've faced a similar situation like this or you're currently in a situation like this and have questions, don't hesitate to send me a voice memo, send me an email, and let's connect and discuss how we can get your questions answered. I have resources available on my website on those PDPM podcasts and articles, and I also have courses and one-on-one mentoring if that's something that you need where we spend one-on-one time together to really go through all the details and help you with your specific situation. Well, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in my next episode. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast, and I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking gosh i guess policy isn't that dull and boring then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the amplify ot membership there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician and of course don't forget to follow the amplify ot podcast so that way you never miss an episode and you know while you're there why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too and of course, thank you so much to Jessica Ricchio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT. Because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?